and welcome to Meet My Potential podcast where we chat with leaders from around the world to inspire you and share some leadership tips with you. This is your host Deepa Natarajan, that Indian girl from Friends and today we're going to talk about what are the challenges of distributed leadership. We have with us today David Costa. David Costa is the CEO of Everest UK. He has a passion for people and enjoys inspiring teams. He's very committed to improving business performance through transformation, technology and business consulting. In his personal life, while he tries to maintain a work-life balance, David works with startups, universities and charities as an advisor and investor to support the expansion and increase their productivity. Let's welcome David. Thank you, Deepa. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So, tell us a little bit what is distributed leadership for you? Okay. <laughs> so, for me, distributed leadership, I think it's a way to lead teams, okay? That for me allows, you know, dreams. This is the way I like to call my projects or my responsibilities. So, allows dreams, ideas to last years, decades, because at the end, you know, those ideas become really meaningful when the purpose goes beyond yourself. So, I think that when you focus on distributing your responsibilities, what you, at the end what you are doing is to create a team that will fight and play and enjoy to achieve a common, common objectives. And why I think distributed leadership is the way to lead, no? because I think it facilitates new type of leadership okay, that required you know, in this fast-changing context. Right now, everyone is talking about digital transformation and other, you know, Topics, right, I right. think they bring a different mental model, no? Where you know the emotional intelligence plays really a relevant role. In fact, it helps disrupting the established power and the way of doing things. But what I think is more important is that it has a multiplier effect. Okay? And this multiplier effect means that, for example, highly connected people in your organization has twice much power to influence change than you might have as a, as a leader, as a CEO, CFO, COO, or people. A director. And for example, there are some statistics that says that just 3% of people in one organization or a system typically have influence in 85% of the rest of the team. So what you need to do is to find those super connectors that will help influence the change. Okay. And in fact, yeah. what distributed leadership needs is proactive connections, you know, in a very diverse team. So that's why I think this is also another advantage of, of distributed leadership. You know, is because it drives, you know, objectives for the collective good, okay, and it allows, you know, sustainable transformation and more inclusive environment. At that moment in time, I think it's, it's quite relevant. And yeah. finally, I think there is something people don't mention is that it helps reducing politics in the organization mm -hmm. and it keeps the best talent. And I think this is the most important part. So basically, it encourages people to, to take their own responsibilities and to have a relevant role in the project or the business that you are managing. Wow, so many important points that you've mentioned here. It allows people to become proactive and it creates connections in a very diverse setting. And that is one of the biggest challenges is to create really a core set of like a team creating challenges where team takes responsibilities and you really don't need to be super present to make things happen. And your teams are actually taking that responsibility to make things happen. That's wonderful. What challenges have you faced to actually put in place this kind of leadership in your organization? The most important is when you are trying to, to change a bit the dynamics you know, and to, mm -hmm. to get the involvement for everyone because people usually is is used to hierarchical organizations. And in some cultures, this hierarchy is demanded so, because they require direct orders, etc. But I think you have to encourage them to take decisions. No? So mm -hmm. basically, for me, the main challenge 
is if you are not able to develop or find the right talent mm -hmm. with the right attitude, okay? Because they have to be ready to make decisions or to influence those decisions, okay? And sometimes when you are trying to implement this, what you don't have is enough time, okay? It's always the discussion between what is urgent and what is important. Sometimes you have to stay to the decision that you have made delegate and to, to empower other people. So for me, one of the most useful tools when you do a launch a project and you take a new responsibility and you implement this distributed leadership is to make sure you have bought enough time. Okay? And also you have to make sure that regardless of the culture or the country or the organization where you work, you have mm -hmm. to make sure that all the organizational politics start not to become relevant. Okay? You know that in big organizations, you are able, in a 500-people organization, you are able to generate your own work without connecting to the market or connecting to the clients or connecting to your own employees. So I think the main challenge here is to make sure that you have the right talent mm -hmm. to challenge decisions and to propose things. And sometimes what happens is that you have to develop those skills in people. You need time. Okay? That's why I think the typical, at least in our sector, in consulting, I think three, four years is the time that is optimal to lead some responsibilities. And then you have to change. And why I'm strongly encouraged to have those three, four years mission? Because this will allow you to focus since the very beginning on growing the team and distributing your responsibilities. Because at some point you will lead. And what I think is the first year you create, the second one you execute, the second and third you have the results, and then in the fourth, if you have the results, it's because you have a good team and they are ready to do their work. Okay. So, so, find, so, so the key points are like finding the right talent, talent. taking the time yeah. to grow them and to nurture them. And then after yeah. three or four years, when, that, when they're able to really scale their level of responsibility in their own teams and grow their own teams, then it's also time for them to change. Everybody should be changing every three, four years. Right. You know, the next few years, changes are going to happen really fast. Less people is the ones who will adapt to those changes. And it's going to be, in general, quite creative people that understands what are the changes and how to adapt. It's also open mm -hmm. to people and learn every day because mm -hmm. I think we will all be learning for the next few years. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what are some challenges that we can actually face to create people who are really highly connected, to create people who are taking that level of responsibility, to create people who are actually challenging the decisions, who are able to, you know, weigh out between urgency and what is important. Like, what are some of the challenges in growing people to this level? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I will probably describe in another way, no? So mm -hmm. basically, when you choose the right team for your journey, uh -huh. basically, you should make sure that they are they have high emotional intelligence skills. Mm -hmm. And it has to be people who embraces diversity. But what I'm saying that, because basically I think that my advice when you put in place, you know, a distributed leadership model, yes. mainly when you use cross other cultures, also is you have to empower people. So you have to show trust. Okay. And honestly you only trust when you know they are going to deliver or they you know they are gonna, you know, they feel that the challenge you are proposing to them is exciting to them. And then what happens is when people see that you trust them, they always surprise you. Always. Okay? <laughs> it is so true what you said. When you trust people, and that is so easily said, David, and yet at the same time, it's so hard because trusting people means letting go and it means that not controlling. And that's hard. Very hard yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Mainly when you don't trust them. And then it's better to do changes. <laughs> but I think that there is also another part of this that is very important is when you are, you have to be genuinely generous and not expecting anything in return. So you do that because you genuinely think it's the best way to help people. And then again, it comes back to you. 
twice or three times. And that's why it's, you know, if you trust people and you are genuinely generous and they grow and you distribute the leadership, the most important thing is that you can be replaced sooner rather than later. So that's why, you know, people like it because they know that, first of all, you are genuinely doing that because you believe it's the best thing for the project. Okay. And then because they feel that you are encouraging people to think big and make their own impact. And for me, this is the most important part. So every time you have someone in your team, you have to understand what is their role in this network. Okay. And what is why, if they are thinking big enough, you know, and they are thinking about making their own impact, because then is when they feel really, you know, successful and empowered and excited and they work hard. Okay. Beautiful, David. That's a, such a wonderful formula. I really like this. Be genuinely generous. That is so, so important in today's world. And also trust people and trust people includes letting go. And these two is a great formula to get yourself replaced sooner than later and make your organization more empowered. Thank you, David, for this. And can you give one example of what would it mean to be genuinely generous? Oh, this is a, a very, very good one. So being genuinely generous means that when people is asking for support, Support, we will explain it differently. I like to say that my door is always open. Mm -hmm. When people need help, they need it in a specific moment. Mm -hmm. If when they come to ask for help or to share things with you, mm -hmm. you don't have time to people, what you are saying is not leading by example. So I think giving time to people with less experience or to your colleagues when they want to share something is very important. So that's why it's important to make sure that you have time for them, okay? And this is the way of leading by example. It's very impossible that you tell people that you, they have to coach their teams if you don't dedicate time to them as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, David. That is such an important point. I was yesterday in a conference in London and one of the persons I was sitting next to, she said, I'm not very interested in this speaker. And I asked her why. She said, because at the end of the office talk, when she went to get his book signed by him, he was really ignoring her and he wasn't really paying any attention to her. So, you know, it's not just yeah. important to preach over there because it's also important to share later on and be present for people who are there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, I <laughs> and I know in my experience of working with you, your door is always open. And when you say that, when someone comes and asks you for help, you're present. And I know that. So that's really, really key. And that's a great example of being genuinely generous. Thank you, David. <laughs> you should ask people, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and can you give an example of like, what is it to not trust people? Because we know trust is such a big word. We know what is trust. But what is it not to trust people? Not to trust people is when you don't say what you really think. Mm, mm. Okay? And always, you know, I think is sometimes having the toughest conversations is when you have to say what you don't like or what you expect. And so it's to be direct you know, and to be transparent and say what you are expecting and say, what the other people should expect from you. Yeah. How has so, how has this worked, especially when we work across cultures, where the le way of communicating is very different in different cultures? You know, I mean, I, I know that in certain cultures we're very direct in when we say things directly to people, and in certain cultures we're quite indirect. We, you know, we come across in a very polished yes, way. Yes, so, yes. how does it work when you work across cultures to be direct and build that trust? Thing you have to do is when you I have to live around this and work. Like France, when I studied and worked in, in Turkey, in Germany, in Spain, now in the UK, mm -hmm. countries very different. So the first thing you have to do is to listen, to learn, okay, and to embrace the local culture. There is something very important. You will never change a country. 
So if you go to another country, you have to understand the way people like to work in that country. So it's what I call a cultural translator. Okay? Mm -hmm. And it takes time. But you have to be open to listen and to change as well. Okay? But basically, you have to embrace the new culture. And this will nurture yours. And then when you have experience, you develop a quick understanding of what are the key aspects to manage people. And you have to be very humble and listen. And people perceive that very fast. Okay. And it's true that it takes time as well. Again, it comes to time. That's why, you know, you have to have passion and you have to, to listen and you have to identify who can be those super connectors that will help you, you know, translate what you want to achieve in this local culture and go fast and not waste too much time. And also, when you create your teams, you have the temptation to bring always your trusted people that you do, okay? But you have to find people in the local culture that will help you translate. And you have to, again, trust them. And it comes again to these diverse teams that are always more more effective and more successful, okay? And I have some examples of, of for example, I met a gentleman that was a coach in a rugby team, Fiji team, uh -huh. that became Olympic champion in Rio 216. And basically, when he landed in Fiji, as you can imagine, a British person doesn't uh -huh. really understand the culture. Right. So the first thing he did is to have, you know, even meetings with the families, with the, any player, try to understand the culture. And then he identified who will be committed with the goal they were trying to achieve. So uh -huh. the complex thing is when, if you are leading you know, multinational teams, you have to make sure that the target you have set or you have set with your team is about but everybody. And then again, it comes to trust. If you delegate a responsibility, you delegate, you delegate as always the responsibility, not the tasks, but not the responsibility, but they, you have to show them that they are in charge. So and you have to accept that they will do things in a different way you will probably do because it's another country, another culture. You have to let them know and be very attentive to understand why they do things that way. For example, let me give you an example. Yes. In the different countries, the meaning of transparency is very different. Mm -hmm. Probably in Latin countries, to be direct is to say what you think without filter. Right. And you receive it properly. But if you go to Brazil or the UK, mm -hmm. the way of being transparent requires another way of saying things that don't hurt, that are probably more indirect. But if you listen, people is telling what they think. So that's why, for example, here in the UK, we have a spreadsheet that we call the translator. That is what you say or what it means. <laughs> and it's very important to ask and make sure that once they have said something, you are understanding the thing they want to transmit to you. Okay? So I think this is a bit what... So basically, be humble, listen, embrace the new culture, leverage what you have learned in others, trust the people. So I think... Thank you so much. And the most important, as you said, is listen. Everything starts when we listen. Because when we truly, truly listen, we drop our judgments and we are more open to receive new things. And then we can understand better what's happening. And then we also start to trust other people. Thank you so much, David, to share your secret sauce to make distributed leadership happen in organizations. Organization. And would you like to share one last message with the audience? For me, it's my way of doing things, you know, is think big. You know, and I like something that we share with you in one of the offsites we have with my executive team. Mm -hmm. is, we know that the ideas, the project, the dreams, okay, they really become meaningful when the purpose goes beyond one person no? and it starts belonging to everyone. Okay, And for me, this is the most important thing is, you know, is that every time you close a stage, you feel like what you have created is still alive because it's other people that is able to improve what you define together with your team. So my last message probably is think big, okay? Make sure that everything you do makes an impact. And then 
There is one that some people don't like it, and it depends on the culture. I like to say that you have to be ready to work hard for your dreams. Okay. Some people are talking about working smart. Mm -hmm. I think smart is fine, but if you work hard, it's easier. No. <laughs> and then trust on yourself, but trust on others as well. And then listen to them, be genuinely generous, I think. But my main message for you to finalize is think big, okay? And make sure that the, what you are trying to, to define as a dream is something that other people will buy and trying to inspire them to, to follow that. So this is my way of, of working <laughs> in, every, in my life. Yeah? Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for the opportunity to come and work with your team. It was a wonderful experience for me to work with your organization. And the real big message here for people listening out there is think big. Think yeah. big and make the purpose not only yours, make the purpose belong to the team. And I think that one sentence like think big and make the purpose belong to everyone. This is the key to making distributed leadership work in organizations. Thank you so much, David, for being here with us. Has been a pleasure, Deepa. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it as well. As me. <laughs> yes, of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the episode, do go hit the like button and leave us a little review. And if you have other topics that you want me to address with other senior leaders in interviews, do write to me at Deepa, D-W-E-P-A at meetmypotential.com. I'll see you in two weeks. And until then, stay cool.